Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday's special chapel that we have here with parables. Parables. morning. We are Parables. Thank you for that introduction, Bob. Um, we have been, a, we've been together, the worship group together for, uh, we started last semester. We've done churches last semester and this year already. And it's good to be back here at Goshen to do it all for you guys. Um, that last song we just sang is from South Africa, Zulu. It, it translates to, we are walking forward, we are coming forth to preach the gospel or to evangelize. We'd like to do that with you this morning. We'll start out with some introductions. Um, my name is Jay Mast. I am a sophomore music and theater double major from Goshen, Indiana. Hi, I'm Ashley Walker, a third year music education major from Kirkland, Indiana. My name's Rachel Nafziger, a second year elementary education major from Harrisonburg, Virginia. Hi, I'm Alan Shank. I'm a fourth year music major from Finley, Ohio. Hi, I'm Ruben Sankin. I'm a third year Bible religion major from Toleno, Illinois. Hi, I'm Emily Bowman. I'm a second year theater psychology major from Millersburg, Indiana. I'm Molly Kellogg, a third year music major from Canner, New York. I'm Aaron Kaufman, a second year music education major from Tisqua, Illinois. As we've put together this program, we've used stories from the Bible and from our own lives. And as we've created these dramas, we have all been able to take um, our own understandings from them. So we invite you this morning to listen with an open heart so that you too can find some truth in what we have to give you today. 
Welcome back, class. How was your weekend? Good, great, wonderful. Well, class, with me I have here today a magical box. Now, in this box, I have something magical. Can you guess what that is? A Tyrannosaurus Rex! No, not quite that magical. <laughs> Almost, but not quite. Batman? Batman. Not Batman, but um, no, it's not Batman. <laughs> Coloring books? Coloring books, no. Uh, I'll just tell you what we have in here, okay? In here, I have cookies, all right? Now, I want you to take one cookie, and I want you to take this cookie home. Don't eat it. I want you to use this cookie, use your talents to make this cookie and make the world a better place. All right, we'll come back tomorrow and you can share with the class what you've done. Hmm, I wonder what I'll do with my cookie. I know, I'll share it. Then everyone can be happy. <laughs> Just don't know what I'm gonna do with my cookie, but I think I'm gonna sell it. Yeah, I'm gonna sell it and buy a journal for the class. Everyone will love him. I'm gonna turn my cookie into a piece of art. Maybe it could be a sun or like a wheel on a car. I don't know, but we can hang it in the classroom where everyone will see it. I'm not sure what to do with mine. I'm afraid it's gonna break. Maybe I'll just, I'll keep it safe. All right, class, wonderful. Now, let's, let's share with each other what, oh. It's a Today, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how my faith has changed with my talents and my passion. When I was about seven or eight years old, my parents took me to a show at a local church. Now, this had like lights and a set and music and good acting, I think, because I was only seven, but for the sake of the story. Um, and I remember being very caught by this, by this production and, and by the whole thing of it. And 
Afterwards, it was at a church, and afterwards the church had um, had a sort of altar call, I guess. They, they would hand out pamphlets about the church, about Christianity. And I was very excited, and so I took one, and I, and I read it all before I got home that night. And that was the first time that I really felt like I wanted to be a Christian, and I wanted to follow Jesus. Looking back on that now, and looking at what I enjoy to do, what I'm passionate about, there's a direct relationship there. I like theater. God speaks to me through theater, through performance, through music. And I think that God uses our passions and our talents to speak to us. But I also think that God uses us and uses our talents and passions to speak to the other people. This next song that we're going to be singing is written by Bobby McFerrin. Um, it, it is entitled, Come to Me. It's a request from Jesus to come to him. And amidst all our, all our struggles and all our busyness of lives, because we have so many passions and we get overwhelmed, to just come and lay down your burden. So I invite you to do that today.
presence of the Honorable King Nebuchadnezzar. Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, you've been charged with high treason for refusing to bow down to the golden statue when the trumpets play as the king has decreed. Court is now in session. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, where were you on the night of the 12th of December in the 13th year of our royal king Nebuchadnezzar's reign? We were in the temple, uh, offering burnt sacrifices and praying to our Lord. And while you were in the temple, did you hear the trumpets sound? We did. And were you aware that at the sound of trumpets, all of Babylon should bow down and worship the statue made by King Nebuchadnezzar? We knew. Did you bow down? No. Why not?
but the angel met them in the flames. And because of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's willingness to let God use them in any way, in any place, in any time, they were not harmed, and they were able to show the power and love of God to all around them. And I have a similar story. This summer, through a random stream of uh, coincidences, I ended up working at a camp in middle of nowhere, Ontario, Fraser Lake. I was working as a counselor there, but actually during the first week of camp, I was on resource staff, which means that I was just helping out wherever I was needed. So when one of my counseling friends approached me and asked if I would like to join her and her 12-year-old girls on their overnight to the sugar bush, I of course said, well, yes, I'd love to join you. It'd be so much fun. So we packed up all of our stuff. We got our tents and our, you know, and our gear and our food and our water and all that stuff around. And we hiked out about the 30-minute walk to the sugar bush. And when we got there, we set up our tents and we taught the girls how to make a fire and we started roasting our hot dogs and it was fun. We sat around and, you know, talked about boys and giggled and sang silly camp songs and, you know, did the 12-year-old girl thing to do. And um, we were just having a great time. But it wasn't long until we realized that one of the girls wasn't engaging herself at all. She didn't want to be involved and... She was just sitting off to one side, and she wouldn't talk to anybody. She wouldn't smile for the group photo. She, she, didn't wanna, she didn't want anybody to talk to her. She didn't want to be touched. She didn't want to be approached, and we didn't know what to do. Um, but it wasn't long until she just left, and she disappeared into the tent, and we could hear her crying. Um, so, of course, me and the other two counselors got together, and we tried to think, like, what can we do to help this girl? And so, of course, one of her counselors decided, well, I'm going to go in, and I'll see if I can figure out what's going wrong, see if I can help her. But that counselor came out 15 minutes later and said, there's nothing I can do. She won't talk to me. She's just laying in there crying, and I don't know how to help. So the other counselor decided, well, maybe I'll be able to help her. And so she went in, too, and she came out 15 minutes later, too, and said, there's nothing I can do for this girl. I don't know what to do. So the three of us got together, and we started talking, and we tried to think of things that we could do. We considered going back to camp to get more help. We can, but they were all busy at camp, and we didn't want to bother them. And it was a half-an-hour walk, so... We wanted to be able to solve it by ourselves if we could. And so finally, once most of our options were exhausted, I just said, well, I can go in and sit with her if that's what she needs. I'm not her counselor. I don't know her, but I can try. And they both said that, you know, that's a good idea. Go ahead. And so I went over to the tent, and I opened up the tent flap, and I walked inside. And... I saw this bundle underneath this sleeping bag, and she was just shaking and shaking and shaking. And so I went over to her, and I sat down beside her, and I just started to rub her back. And she cried and cried and cried. I was sitting there beside her. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to help this child. And I was just sitting there praying, God, give me the words. Tell me what to do. But nothing came to me. I just sat there totally bewildered. 
might have been a half an hour, might have been 45 minutes, might have been an hour. I don't even know how long it was. But finally, she quieted, and she looked at me, and she sat up, and she started to talk. And she told me about how she had been raised in an abusive home, how her father had threatened to kill her own mother in front of her eyes when she was four years old, how she had lived in foster care ever since, and how she hadn't seen her only sister in more than six months. And once she had quieted, she just looked at me and said, I've never been able to cry about it before. Thank you for being here with me. I hadn't done anything. All that I had done was sit beside this child, totally bewildered, not knowing how God could be using me in this situation, but merely through my presence, I had been the face of God to her. We can really, and just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even though we don't know what we're doing sometimes, we can show the amazing love of God to all those around us.
for students at Goshen College. <laughs> but with the nurture of the wind and the rain and just a little bit of time. When given with the joy of a child, but in the reaching out of your arms in this small act of friendship. It grows into the largest plant in the garden. Sometimes a dandelion given with love can be worth far more than even the most expensive bouquet. This hug can spark a chain of hugs that grows and grows and grows. And birds can come and perch in its branches. When given with the optimism of a child, reaching people that we may never know. The kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. A mustard seed. A dandelion.